I've been told it's a good idea to start a speech with a joke. Well, don't get your hopes up. I'm not here to tell jokes. I'm here to pick a fight. Settled down for Tory Krug. Was rolling the whole way. Krejci able to bring it back in. He's got DeBrusque with him. Gave it on to DeBrusque. And one in front. That's The Bruins win it in overtime. Charlie McAvoy. McAvoy with his first goal of the year. Just after the power play to the Blackhawks had ended. And the Bruins have won it and taken over first place in the league welcome back to the boston b party i'm david rodriguez and i'm tyler skills it's been a couple weeks tyler we took our own little bye week i know you had some things going on i just took some time to rest and relax yeah i did my own animation demo for uh, voice acting it was a lot of fun but i'm pretty excited to uh see the end result for um, my demo very nice i'm happy for you i hope you, it, fingers crossed um don't forget to follow us on twitter at boston b party one we are also now, you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts. I want to start off today really by just saying one thing about uh, this tragic situation of Kobe Bryant. Uh, you got to feel for all the families involved. you got to really feel for uh, Kobe's family as well that's left without him, without their father, without their husband. Um, I believe he had a couple other kids. Yeah. Very, just heartbreaking situation as a father. You know, he's yeah. trying to bring his daughter to a basketball tournament for school, and unfortunately this happened. Very sad moment. Yeah, he was an amazing player in, uh, on the court. Uh, he was known as the Black Mamba for a reason. He's a legend in basketball, and, you know, he's, his legacy is going to be uh, remembered for decades to come. Absolutely. You know, the, <clears throat> everybody is, uh, I, think every, I think everybody has said their piece on it we just haven't had the opportunity so i just wanted to touch base on that thoughts and prayers to kobe's yeah. family and uh so many people such as like ovechkin is uh given a good tribute for him i think ovechkin wore number 24 and remembrance for him yeah and there's been lots of um lots of tributes throughout the nba and other and other sports like the nhl so yeah quick moment of silence And this week on the Boston Bee Party, we'll be discussing the last four games coming out of the bye week and Boston's five-game win streak. Also, Boston wins a uh, goal review. That's a bonus. We'll take a look at what Boston needs to do at the trade deadline. And, of course, we'll preview Boston's upcoming week of games. But first, let's close the book on the All-Star game. David Postonok, four goals, two assists, including a hat-trick in the first game. Uh, was named the N uh, All-Star MVP. Participated in the Shooting Stars competition as well, although he did not win that. Yeah. I don't know if you had an opportunity to watch the All-Star game. I watched most of the skills competition. I watched the, I, I stopped watching when I saw Jordan Bennington win the uh, goalie challenge. <laughs> You're just bitter from last year still? Yeah, a little bit. But, 
Yeah, it was overall a good one. I saw Matthew Barzell beat uh, Conor McDavid in that uh, fastest skater, so that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, I watched most of the All-Star game, too. I did see Pasternak score. Uh, it was a really nice goal. I think it was the first one in the uh, All-Star game, <coughs> for the Atlantic Division, at least. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool. It was the first time I actually I only watched it because we do this podcast now. I told we went over our discussion last week with uh or two weeks ago, excuse me, with Jimmy about what I feel about All Star games, and um, it was it was fun. I like the three the three on three. It's a little quicker. Obviously, a lot of goals. The second game, um, Pacific and Central, it was like a ten to five final mm. for um, the Pacific, I believe. <clears throat> And uh, so it was very interesting. I did forget to set my DVR Friday night for the skills competition, which I was kicking myself for because I really wanted to check out some of that stuff. Uh, I did happen to see the highlights of Pasternak in the shooting skills competition, which we were all kind of like, what the hell is this? Uh, that was kind of yeah. cool. They were up, you know, on that above that first, the bowl of seats and yeah. shooting it up and over. So that was kind of cool to watch. Yeah, you know, Pasternak becoming the all-star MVP is pretty cool to see, especially with all those players on the ice, with guys like Matthew Barzell, of course, uh, Leon Dreisaitl, even uh, Patrick Kane. Like, to get all-star MVP like that is uh, pretty big, especially for a Bruins player going up against all those star players. Yeah, and there's a case to be made that uh, Thomas Hurdle of San Jose should have gotten that. He had five goals in the game winner in the championship game, but he wasn't even on the um, the fan va- ballot. Yeah, that's. I think he could have won it, but yeah, you know, I mean, you know what? He was from the winning team. I yeah. think even Pasternak had said something to that extent about. I, I would have thought it was from the other team, but he was very honored and rightfully so. <clears throat> yeah. All right, do you want to get into the games? Let's do it. All right, first game out of the break was uh, on Friday, the thirty-first of January. Boston with a two-one win over Winnipeg. This game had everything um, you wanted in a game. It, Big yeah, hits. and it was especially what the Bruins needed. Oh yeah, absolutely. You had big hits, good defense, couple of um, couple of goals, and most importantly, two points for Boston. Couple oh, of fights too. Oh, let's not forget about the three fights. You had yeah. uh, Marshawn versus Ehlers. I, I know it's not Ehlers. Um, I think it's yeah, Ehlers. A lot of people said that fight was pretty dirty from Marshawn, but yeah, no. I don't know. Uh, Carlo and Gabriel Bork, and then Coolman versus Luca. I'm sorry, Sabicia. I don't. I'm yeah. not sure. I, I'm screwing that up, and I apologize. Yeah. Um. I I happened to notice that, you know, I, I was watching the game at work, and it somehow got erased from my DVR, so I couldn't go back and do good research on it. I didn't like how one of the fights, and I forget which one, looked like a damn clean hit. It was a clean hit. It was the uh, Coleman hit from uh, from the, during the third period, I believe. He uh, hit a player. He yeah. got hurt, uh, and then someone just standed up for him, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, the NHL has to stop with the let's go fight a guy because he hit my guy cleanly. You fight a guy because he's being an asshole. You don't fight him because he's playing the game and trying to make a proper yeah. hit. You know, there's uh, I saw in the Chicago game the other night, Krejci accidentally, well, I don't know if it's accidentally, I would assume accidentally, but he boarded somebody, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, you just picked the wrong spot there maybe somebody goes after him considering the play got hurt i would understand that but on a clean hit i don't understand mm. um let's hear the goals from that game goes off and spews all the way back to last final 10 seconds of the five on three Pasternak finds marshawn to bergeron the shot scores 
Tori Krug yields to David Pasternak. Pasternak closes, goes behind the goal. Centers to Dabrowski, scores! The Bruins kill seven penalties and score on the power play. Come from behind win. Line, uh, Patrick Liney yeah. opens the scoring six minutes, six seconds into the first. Bergeron about a minute left in the period, and then DeBrusque three minutes to go in the game. Yeah, this was a really good game for special teams. I believe the Bruins were two to four on the power play and two power play goals actually, and uh, six for six on the penalty kill. That's very good. Yeah, it was. I wasn't seven. I think they killed seven penalties in that game. I, uh, oh, I thought anyway. Um, okay. I'm looking at the wrong stats here, probably. But um, you know. <laughs> We, we talk about the fighting, and it was nice to see the team sticking up for each other. We had talked about that a few weeks ago. Are they tough? Are they mentally, physically tough? Um, obviously, hockey players are very tough. Yeah. Um, there's some of the nicest guys out there, too, from my understanding. Yeah, and, uh, you know, everybody had a good game. Even Rasky had a total of 37 saves during that game. And, um, yeah, they had a lot of – they had a couple of power plays to kill, and then um, Rask was there for them. Pretty yeah, much. Absolutely. Um, Marshawn, again, we said fought Ellers. Uh, he also got a roughing penalty at that time. Brandon Kahlo fought Gabriel Bork. He got an instigator on that one. I don't remember. Do you remember what happened on that one? From McAvoy's fight? No, um, Carlo. Oh, I, I think... Um, that wasn't the clean hit one, was it? No, that was that was Carlo challenging him. Okay. Oh, he also got a yeah, yeah. He he slashed the player, and then Carlo and the other guy fight. Yeah, he also got a misconduct for that one. So, mm. a lot of penalty minutes there. It was nice. Yeah. It's nice to see Carlo being a little bit more physical. Absolutely. I don't think you're ever gonna get a ton of offense out of him. What you get out of him, I think he should be happy with. Yeah, good defense. That's what we kind of need. Yeah. He's a player I don't see give a lot of giveaways. I see it from mostly Heinen, McAvoy, or Chara. Um, and I, I say you're not going to see that much offense out of him, but the other night against Chicago, he was in the offensive zone. He was down yeah. below the dots. So, I mean, his game is his game is coming around, I think. Yeah. Um, he's going to be a, a good player for us in the future. Of course. For a long time, I hope. Yeah, and, you know, I, I know you were talking about an instigator fight. I think the uh, first fight with McAvoy, I think the Winnipeg player got that too. You mean Marshawn? No, uh, McAvoy. I know he got in a fight too. Uh, I don't think that was this game. I think that was next game because he had that oh. phenomenal hit. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, maybe just, it was the other Just game. lit him up. I forget who, but, yeah, he just lights somebody up, and I think somebody made him answer. And that's yeah. a, that's maybe one of the ones I was talking about as well where it's a clean hit. Yeah, this game it was Coleman's. I know for sure. But, yeah, I was, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. When was the last time I was actually right, Tyler? Yeah, you tell me. <laughs> So anything else about this game? I mean, it was a it was a good hard-fought win coming out of the the bye week. It was nice to see. I was a little like, ah, crap, when they gave up that first goal so early. But it, it was definitely a good, yeah, team, good game team win. You know, yeah, Tuka two, two was great. What would you say, 37 saves? Yeah. So um, moving on to Saturday, February 1st, Boston with a 6-1 to win over Minnesota. Tory Krug leading the way with uh, four points, two goals, two assists. Let's listen to those goals now. Lindholm picks up the loose puck. Keeps coming forward. He's got Wagner across. Tries to get him to him. Krug down the middle. Scores! The ability to keep that puck off your left hip and show shot. 
It gets players to straighten up to get in the shooting lanes. It forces the goaltender to kind of move out to the top of the paint to expect the shot. And then to zip it across. And even though Krug had to dust it off a little bit in order to, in order to settle it down, he still has the time to pick his spot. He went short side high over the glove. Pasternak, the backhand to Krug. Marshawn scores! <laughs> Tory Krug with a three-point night, and the Bruins with two power play goals. DeBrusque swings it middle. Pasternak can't come up with it. Krejci does. Krug over to Bergeron, closes the shot, save, rebound. DeBrusque keeps it alive. Pasternak scores! He's 38! Tying a career high! Feeds Anders Bjork. Bjork off the wall. Carson Soucy takes it away, but Nordstrom is there in support. Bjork scores! Finish the game! 60 minutes! Make sure it wasn't head contact at first, but the Bruins play through it. They're looking for Krug. When that doesn't materialize, Krug just keeps the play going towards the net, and it bounces right to Kuhlman. Kuhlman with a fake shot and a perfect tape to tape pass for a one-timer from Jake DeBrusque. Yeah, six to one. I, I can't describe that as anything other than an ass kicking. Yeah. You're up four to nothing at the end of two. You yeah. Up, you only give up one goal. Great performance, I believe, by Halak. Yeah. It's obvious the Wild were not prepared for the Bruins. I mean, the Bruins, they get that 60-minute mentality from the Winnipeg game into this one. And, you know, Minnesota was terrible this game. They struggled pretty badly. Yeah, they've been having a tough year. Um, Boston definitely won that trade. Hands yeah. down, Ryan Donato has been a healthy scratch multiple times this year. Yeah. And then Charlie Coyle, you inked to a longer contract. Minnesota, 56 points. They are sixth in the wild card race out west. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. After that game, yeah, that puts me they're not going to make it at all. Did you just hit puberty again? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm a jerk. Yeah. Um, the Bruins had 34 shots and uh, six goals. I mean, the, the defense in that Minnesota game was just terrible. Three, I mean, three or four on the power play. Oh yeah, four for four on the penalty. Yeah, kill. once again, another good game for uh, special teams. Yeah. You heard Jack Edwards say it. Uh, Jack Edwards, of course, of Nesson, say uh, finish the game. You know. Yeah, of course they need to do that every single game. They do it, especially during like games like the Chicago game. We're going to talk about it later. Yeah, I, I was nervous game. heading into that one, and we can talk about that a little bit more. <laughs> I think we all know why. This was the game, I think, with the big hit from McAvoy, wasn't it? Yeah. Trying to take a peek at my my uh, stats over here. Yeah, McAvoy had a total... He only had one hit, so maybe that one hit was just amazing. Yeah. You know, McAvoy, the poor bastard, has been snake bit all year. We can talk about that a little bit later, too. Well, but we already in, did. We I, uh, mentioned uh, that... Yeah, we we heard his game-winning goal yeah. uh, from the Chicago game in the open. But yeah, it's um, I I don't think he's been all that bad this year. You know, no. he's had a few defensive breakdowns, but as far as being a, a fairly solid defenseman, you know. Yeah, most games have been good for him. Yeah, and how many? He's got a fair amount of assists too. So yeah, he has a total of nineteen assists. He has twenty points. Twenty points. Okay. Yeah, he's probably one of the top ten, I believe, for the Bruins as a whole. Yeah, I mean, it, with all those goals, it was definitely nice 
for Boston to uh, get a blowout victory. Yeah, I just totally went brain dead on that yeah. one. Well, um, we've had that for the Canadians and stuff, so not the first we've seen it, but <laughs> we're talking like we haven't seen that forever. Yeah. But, yeah, it was good to see this. Um, yeah, it's, just, it's, just, it's a Minnesota, so that's all I can say. Yeah. It's just a blowout victory. Nothing yeah, more. I mean, it was just, just an all-out ass-kicking. You know, Marshawn uh, scores on the power play, Pasternak on the power play, Krug on the power play. You know, all all your big names score on the power play like they should, and then yeah. you had Bjork and DeBrusque throw in a, a couple as well, you know. So, yeah, a, a solid game. Couldn't ask for much more, if you ask me. Yeah, and I want to move on because Minnesota sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of teams that suck, or at least used to suck, uh, let's move on to the Vancouver game. Tuesday night, uh, Boston wins 4 nothing over Vancouver. Tuka Rask with 25 saves for his third shutout of the season leads the way in this one. Let's list of those goals right now. Coyle cracks it off the boards. Bjork chases it down. McAvoy's drive. Save. Juicy rebound. Coyle scores! The shot from outside produces the rebound. Coyle goes to goal and the Bruins score first. A subtle but important play by Matt Grizzly. Watching this, McAvoy, Bergeron, Marshawn! Wow, 200 feet, and the Bruins make it 2-0. Vancouver's four-on-four goal difference is ranked 30th in the league, minus three. Corrali, Krejci, scores! Make that minus four. Coyle comes up with it, taps the backhand to Kuhlman. To Coyle, back to Grizzly. He draws Horvat down low. Coleman angles it in. Carson Coleman off Troy Stetcher and over the goal line, I believe. Yeah, good game for the Bruins. Shout out for um, Rask. So I think it's uh, 25 saves he had in that game, too. And. Uh, yeah, he's been playing amazing lately. I just can't get more from him. Uh, the Bruins didn't have a good power play this this time. Uh, only one goal allowed. Total of six penalties for the Canucks. <clears throat> Bruins had a total of 42 shots, um, four goals, of course. So, Marson was one of the three stars of the game, in my opinion. He played very good. Um, yeah, he got second star. I mean, Boston put up 42 shots. So yeah, you know, it's it's tough for a goaltender. You know, he gives up four goals, but... Yeah, so during the first period, did you see Grizzlick's hit on Elias Peterson, who is one of the best players in the league so far? Um, I, very, a very promising player, too. I, I think I remember it. You want to walk me through it real quick? So, overall, Peterson was near the boards. Grizzlick took him down. He didn't have the puck. It was a pretty late hit, in my opinion. Interference style? Yeah. Uh, no call. Of course, players set up for him. No fight, but I thought it was a late hit from Grizzlick. Uh, I don't see that from a guy like him. So it's pretty surprising for me to say that. see that from uh, Grizzlick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, we talked about the Krejci boarding in Chicago, which we'll get to, we'll get to that game shortly. But, um, you know, sometimes you just you mistime something. Maybe his timing was off. Maybe he was pissed at the guy. Who knows? Maybe he took his number. Most likely, yeah. Decided that was the spot. Should he have gotten a penalty on that? Yeah, absolutely. Probably. No, absolutely. Um, I think he should have. I, I think. But, oh, sorry. 
But yeah, Pedersen, he's one of their star players. I mean, I'm surprised no one fought for him. Yeah. He could have got hurt from that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think he looked hurt from that, too. But that, That's one of the things we've been talking about for the Bruins for a little while. Not not all yeah, season. Yeah, we were rats with the Columbus game. Yeah, a few weeks and stuff. So Yeah. Um, you know, the, the big thing that really came out of this game was the uh, coil goal. You know, yeah. Boston finally won a, a review. Vancouver challenged for offsides, and if you go back and you watch it, I mean, this was the talk of of Wednesday, for goodness yeah, sakes. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was going to be a disallowed goal. I was really surprised. It's close. If you if you go back and you put it in super slow motion, you can see McAvoy doesn't technically have control of the puck. Yeah, I He's think, not touching it. I think it. Bjork had, was it Bjork that had, that had the uh, I think skate? It was, I think it was Corrali who needed to tag up. Yeah. So, um, and he lifts... McAvoy lifts the skate off the blue line, which means he's not in the zone, and his back skate, his right skate, is in the neutral zone, and he's not touching the puck. Corrali, you know, I think by the letter of the law, I, I think that uh, the linesman did a real good job of just calling, letting that one go, and then yeah. when they went back and looked at it, the NHL agreed with them that, no, he didn't have, quote, possession of the puck. I mean, you can skate in backwards if you're holding the puck. You know, you can enter the zone first, but he was waiting. It was good timing, and fortunately, the league saw it the same way. Yeah, it's good to see that as a whole, overall. Absolutely. Because, you know, we've had so many disallowed goals this year, too. It's just unacceptable. Yeah. And as I, a fan, I don't want to see that ever again. You know, But I, you know what? I can't do anything. I'm, I'm only half-jokingly when I'm celebrating it, but at the same time, we've seen so many things where it's like, really, you're going to take that away? Really, you're going to take that away? And it's fine, like... Yeah. Thank friggin' Christ. I know. <laughs> it's about time you gave us something. <laughs> I know. Coleman um, with his first of the year. That was That's good. You know, poor bastard broke his leg earlier in the season. Misses yeah. two months, three months almost. Yeah, he's been very good from his return. I think he's playing better than when he first started. Yeah. What line was he on? Was he on the second line? Yeah, second line, line with uh, DeBrusk and Krejci. He mm-hmm. still is with them, too. Yeah. I mean, I've been forgetting to double-check on the lines. I know that yeah. Cassidy's been having a few people sit. Um, Heinen sat a game or two. Corrali sat a game over the weekend. He came back. He's been bumped up to the third line. Well, yeah, Heinen's he's been, been playing up, good. And he's been playing really well. He was rewarded for it in Chicago. Um, yeah. That was a nice goal. Um, so, Vancouver, we're going to... Vancouver looks like they're going to make the playoffs. Um, they've been cellar dwellers for the last couple of years, and uh, yeah. it, it's nice to see young teams like that, you know, have their opportunity yeah, and course. make their way up. Yeah, Vancouver's a pretty young team. They've got guys like Quinn Hughes, Elias Pedersen, uh, Barack Boiser, I think his name is. And um, uh, there's another uh, guy. Boser? Boser, yeah, there's another guy. Uh, Who's the other goalie? Next to Markstrom, um, is it Demko? Uh, That's your Demko. Okay. Yeah, he's a really good goaltender. He was like the uh, leader in uh, save percentages for a short period of time. So okay, good for him. Don't forget they have uh, former Boston Bruin Tim Shallard and uh, Louis Erickson, which yeah, you know, you ended up giving that money to Bacchus, which you know has been a debate. But I'm glad we didn't give it to Erickson because he has just not been that great for them since oh, he's yeah. been there. <laughs> Same kind of contract, though. Mm. Uh, you want to move on to the Chicago game? Yeah. All right. I'll shoot one more thing for oh, the Vancouver sure. game. No problem. 
good game for the Bruins. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, that was that was a tough team to play. As a whole, four nothing win over a young team with speed. Yeah. Yeah, isn't isn't Vancouver um like in playoff range? Oh yeah, I'm pretty solid that they're uh, right up there right now. Nice. They are, yeah, they're first in the Pacific with 65 mm. points. Vegas is two points behind them, and Edmonton is one point behind them. Well, that's a good one for the Bruins and then to beat a team like that. Yeah. So, all right, on to Chicago on Wednesday night. Another back-to-back for Boston. A lot of them this year, it seems like. Yeah. Um, Boston with a two-one. Pretty much overtime, uh, come from behind overtime win in Chicago. Charlie McAvoy scores his first of the year. After a controversial no call against Chicago late in the third period, let's just listen to those goals now. Wins a battle, gets some separation, gets a little pick there from Coyle. And I think this one is where Robin Leonard would like this one back. I'm not sure if it changes direction at all. Looks like Leonard sees it. It finds its way back, but Corrali, with the extra effort, is rewarded and gets the puck to the back of the net. Leonard with a remarkable save on Krug right out of the penalty box. That puck would not settle down for Tory Krug. Was rolling the whole way. Krejci able to bring it back in. He's got DeBrusque with him. Gave it on to DeBrusque. And one in front. That's The Bruins win it in overtime. Charlie McAvoy. McAvoy with his first goal of the year. Just after the power play to the Blackhawks had ended. And the Bruins have won it and taken over first place in the league. Yeah, Robin Leonard played amazing in the Chicago game. I mean, we I really thought that uh, the Blackhawks had this in the bag with an amazing goaltender. Robin Leonard was definitely my first star of this game. Easily. Um, yeah, easily. Do you see that save during the uh, first period from um, the shot from, I believe, DeBrusque? He had a bunch of them in the first yeah. period. He Boston put up 16 shots in the first period. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for him, Chicago wouldn't have been in that game. That would have been blown out. Yeah, absolutely. And they were talking throughout the course of that game, because um, I, I was watching it again all, uh, the other the other morning, and um, they were talking, you know, if Chicago's not going to make the playoffs, do you trade one of your goaltenders? Which one do you trade? Which one do you keep? Well, I would keep Liner. Yeah, i keep Liner, too. He's a younger goaltender. He's such an amazing goaltender. And he, he, they, some critics were saying that he only did so well last year in the Islanders on the Islanders because of the defense in front of him, and he's been putting up pretty solid numbers for the Blackhawks this year. That yeah. was um, that was Doc Emmerich and Eddie Olchek with the calls on those, by the way, and the NBC Sports Network. Yeah, Wednesday Night Rivalries. <clears throat> it's nice that football's over right now for hockey fans like myself because yeah. now you see a little bit more hockey, especially like the Sunday games. Of course. So... Um, let's talk about the controversial no goal. I think it was Debrecat coming up the uh, left wing boards out of the defensive zone. Tory Krug, I believe it was, trips him up, gets called for the yeah. penalty. But he goes down and he hits the puck with his hand, obvious, yeah. obvious hand in pass. slow motion. And then it looks like he tries to get it with his stick, and the referee calls no goal you can see the Bruins players all let up because he had blown the whistle although yeah. you couldn't hear it you know in real time I, I think a lot of people including myself were like what the hell I, I, I know. don't get me wrong I was like woohoo yeah <laughs> but um 
you know, in real time for the referee to get that, uh, for all the shit that the referees take, that was, I, you know, a good call. Yeah. Um, I think before that trip, there should have been a penalty on the uh, Chicago Blackhawks for a hook on Krug. You saw this. You saw the guy stick like just like go with Krug as he was skating. That's obviously a hook. Yeah, I've ever seen one. There was also a uh, two. There was also a point in this game where they gave out matching coincidental minors, where Pasternak gets tripped and then they call him for embellishment. The stick was right between his legs. He went to move his no. his legs and he falls down. Like that's one of those ones where you look at the ref and be like, "Come on, man, get some fucking glasses." No, seriously. <laughs> yeah, they had a bunch of bad calls in this game, but yeah, um, it's got that one. Boston looked a little shaky on the power play. Chicago, yeah, they were over oh, three, I believe, during uh, that game. Yeah, and then but on the penalty kill, I'm sorry, I misspoke. I meant to say they looked a little shaky on that. Um, Chicago went one for four on their power play, and it just they were swarming the whole time. Yeah, it didn't it didn't look uh, very good at certain points in that game. Yeah, when the the Bruins were on the PK. It was tough. Yeah, well, Chicago had a total of 22 shots, 21 saves for Halak. I mean... It was 3 for 4 yeah. on the power play, so it just it just looked worse than it did. They were... Their, their, Chicago's penalty kill was phenomenal in this game. I don't even... Yeah, really good. I don't even know how many shots uh, Boston got off on their power plays. Five in three power plays, so they, they were swarming. They were keeping the puck away from... The dangerous areas. Yeah, I think Chicago was one of the best teams right now in the penalty kill. So. Oh, easily. Yeah. Um, th- yeah, easily I say. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah, they, they they're. Uh, I think they're in the mid twenties though on the penalty kill. I think they've just recently started doing a little bit better. I'm not even a hundred percent sure on that. But Very nice. But Boston uh, was two going into that game. I believe was second on power play and third in penalty kill. So Boston's been just great this year. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Then we'll come back. We'll go around the league. We'll talk about trade rumors. A trade happened for Toronto yesterday, um, and you know we'll discuss the upcoming games for the following week. And then Tyler and I will give you what we think may or may not be our our trades. That we yeah. would make if we were GM, we'll play fantasy GM, I guess. Yeah, and make sure to follow us on uh, Twitter and uh, on the Apple Podcast. I'm David Rodriguez, and I'm Tyler Scales. We'll be right back. Tory Cruz yields to David Pasternak. Pasternak closes, goes behind the goal, centers to Dubrovsky, scores. The Bruins kill seven penalties and score on the power play. Wins a battle. Gets some separation. Gets a little pick there from Coyle. And I think this one is where Robin Leonard would like this one back. I'm not sure if it changes direction at all. Looks like Leonard sees it. It finds its way back. But Corrali, with the extra effort, is rewarded and gets the puck to the back of the net. A subtle but important play by Matt Grizzly. Watching this. McAvoy. Bergeron. Marshawn! Wow, 200 feet, and the Bruins make it 2-0. 
All right, welcome back to the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez. And I'm Tyler Skills. All right, we're going to go around the NHL right now. Uh, we just discussed the Bruins past week, two weeks almost, really, technically. Yeah, a really good week. Um, after their bye week, four yeah. the four games after that. A really um, good week for the Bruins. So around the league right now, uh, New Jersey Devils last night, their goaltender, Mackenzie Blackwood, made 46 saves and a 5 nothing win over Philadelphia. Yeah, that's nearly 50 saves. That That's a crazy good performance for somebody who could have been a backup goaltender. Of yeah. course, Snyder didn't play like shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he's had a total of 38 games played in the uh, regular season, 2019 through 2020. 16 wins, 12 losses. I believe he's at 7 OT wins. 7 overtime losses? Yeah. Um, it's usually how it, it's written. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, no, he's a pretty young player so far. He could be a potential star goaltender. But the more he starts to practice, I mean, I don't think this season he was prepared for uh, to be the starting goaltender. Well, that would just be foolish. If, you, if you're a backup goaltender, I think your goal would be to be a... Uh, starting goaltender so if you yeah. came into the season not prepared for that then that would just be foolish yeah um it's well documented what's gone on in new jersey this year new coach new gm traded away the yeah this, their biggest star um, yeah this season's been pretty much the construction for a promising team for next year yeah well it was supposed to be a promising team two years ago and you know the, this year too with the were, new rookie they have jack hughes yeah they just, just unfortunately yeah, I mean, haven't been able to put it together. They're third to last in the wild card yeah, race. Maybe one day they'll do it. I don't know about next season, but maybe one day. Um, just not this season, though. No. Not this day. Uh, Mark Stone of the Vegas Golden Knights had five points, two goals, three assists, and a 7-2 win over Florida last night. Florida is, uh, you know, they're trying to keep pace, 64 points. They are... Uh, one point ahead of Toronto as far as that last spot in the East. Toronto right now is outside of the playoff structure, but they made a couple moves. Yeah, and uh, Mark Stone's been pretty much building up his points recently. He has 53 points in the regular season. He's played 56 games, so that's pretty good for him. Absolutely. And, you know, he is a star player. So yeah, he's captain a, for the that was Vegas a Golden Knights. Big trade last year, and then he signed a monster contract. Yeah. <laughs> um, Calgary loses Captain Mark Giordano. To a hamstring injury and is considered week to week. Calgary right now, second in the wild card out west, 60 points, one point ahead of Nashville and Winnipeg, two ahead of Chicago, which good for Chicago trying to pull themselves back into it. Yeah, there's a chance that Chicago during these next couple of games just need a huge win streak to get back into the playoffs for them. Yeah, Calgary this year is surprising. They were number one out west last year, and now they're fighting for a playoff spot. I don't know if... Yeah. I know that they fired their coach earlier in the year, right around yeah. uh, Thanksgiving. But, you know, just one, that's one of the surprises for me so far is that they just haven't been able to pull it together. Yeah, Mark Giordano, he's probably one of those, he's the captain of their team, the, probably the best defenseman on their team, too. Um, now that they lost him, week for week, too. Yeah, week this could be week. very troubling for them for a playoff run. Yeah, week to week is tough, so they might have to take a look and see what's going on there. Um, yeah. Hamstrings are. Those are injuries like, you know, Bergeron and his groin injury. They always seem to pop back up. Yeah. San Jose beats Edmonton 6-3 to last night behind two goals and an assist from Timo Meyer. San Jose, uh, another unfortunate bad luck team this year. Yeah, I'm hoping not, hoping... not able to put it together. No lie, I'm hoping one day they win a Stanley Cup. 
during our lifetime, but yeah. this season isn't going to be, it looks like. Uh, now, 52 points. They are seventh in the wild card race out west. Yeah, they're probably not going to catch up. They, I mean, even if they win a couple crazy, of good games. Crazier things have, ha- have happened, but they are going to need to go on a serious run and have a yeah. lot of teams lose in front of them. I, I don't see it happening no. that that far back in the standings, but yeah. uh, let's see. Kiefer Bellows of the Islanders, two goals, including the game winner with 7.50 left in the third period uh, to beat the Los Angeles Kings and extend the Islanders' point streak to five games. Yeah, Los Angeles is also a team currently in reconstruction, oh, but yeah. they might be losing a couple of their good players now. They just lost... Two players right now, Kyle Clifford they and... Uh, just traded two away, yeah. Yep. just traded two away to the Toronto Maple Leafs. San Jose's been rumored with a lot of trades coming out of there. Yeah. Um, but the Islanders this year, I, they were good last year, and they're good again this year. Third yeah, in the they, Met. They just, I think they just keep getting better and better. Right. Yeah, 68 points, third in the Met. Um, you know, it, I, they're, they're not going to catch Washington, but they could catch no. Pittsburgh. You know, they got... Uh, Columbus and Carolina right on their heels with um, 67 and 65 points respectively. That's gonna that's gonna be a nice race to the finish out in the Met over there. I think anyway. Yeah, it's pretty exciting uh, playoff run at the moment. Absolutely. So we'll go, uh, Colorado beats Ottawa four to one behind Kale Makars. I hope I said that right. Two points for their fifth win in six games. Ottawa has lost four straight. Ottawa. Haha, <laughs> no, I'm, that's mean. Ottawa, uh, 47 points this year in 54 games. Not, yeah. not that year. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, they're not gonna make the playoffs in a, in a while. No, me. they're they're in the middle of some hardcore rebuilding up there. Um, yeah, this is gonna take at least two years to make a good, decent team. They got guys like Brady Kachuk on the team. Um, which you know they're not gonna trade him. He's no. gonna be a corner piece, a cornerstone piece moving forward. Of so, um, and then. Andrew Kopp of Winnipeg scores the game winner to end St. Louis's 11-game home point streak. Um, some good news for St. Louis as well as Tarasenko is joined his team for a skate. Yeah. Uh, he, I believe, what, what did he break his leg or something? No, shoulder. Yeah, he, he had a, a bad had, shoulder yeah, injury. Yeah, bad, bad injury as a whole. Um, St. Louis is currently. Um, with 70, 72 points. I think they're third in the league behind Washington. Yep. Nope, fourth behind Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay's been surging lately. Yeah, but weren't they like um, like losing a lot of games at they, the time? They had a real tough first couple months of the season and have really turned it around, which you kind of had to expect after last year for Tampa Bay where they um, they just ran through the league and then had nothing in the playoffs. Was yeah, swept they right lost out. Columbus. So, uh, speaking of Tampa Bay, Andre Vasilevsky made 29 saves in a 4-2 win over Pittsburgh to set the goalie point streak record at 17 games, 15 wins, two overtime losses in that span. Wow. So, yeah, so you can see exactly why Tampa Bay is walking right back up. And they, uh, yeah, their goalie's been – they have one of the best goalies in the league right now. The, yeah, absolutely. They didn't have for the last couple of years. So yeah, if you watch the All Star competition, I thought Valeski was was for sure gonna win that one. But he played, he actually was awesome during that All Star competition. Let me just mention that real quick. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Tampa Bay. I think they're gonna be a. I don't know. If they're gonna be a challenge for the playoffs, but if they are, we better watch out for them. Yeah, they're gonna be a tough team. I mean, right now they're five points behind Boston with one game in hand. Yeah. 
and nobody else in the our division is gonna catch us as far yeah. as the Bruins are concerned. Um, it's uh, unless well, they just no, com- unless think... they just completely fall off the cliff. The only the only team that really has a chance is Tampa Bay. Yeah, you know Washington might probably take over. I yeah, mean... that's our conference. I was talking just in our division. Oh, okay. I, I think we're we're solidly in the playoffs picture at this point. Um, Toronto sixty three points is fourth in our division right now. So mm. you know they're gonna battle out with Florida for that last spot, and then the the other team is gonna be fighting for a wild yeah. card spot. Um, you Jeff, know, I, oh, I forgot to mention this, but no problem. Gritty's been doing better. I think he's uh, good to go for a. <laughs> yeah, did they did they find out if that was a hoax or not? Or uh, I think that it was might have been a hoax, but you know what? If, whatever happened, he's a goddamn mascot. So yeah, what are you gonna do to him? Uh, that he's dumb. That um, video that Jimmy sent over of all the goofy stuff that Gritty's done, he's just plowing through fans and in, in the yeah. sumo wrestler suits, you know, <laughs> the the cake to the face, like. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not a huge that, fan of mascots. That just shows but... Philly as a whole. Yeah, oh, yeah. Are. Gritty just defines Philly. <laughs> I know. Uh, and last for the games last night, Jeff Petrie scored 25 seconds into overtime as Montreal beats Anaheim 3-2. to Montreal's sixth win in eight games. 59 points for Montreal, fifth in the West wild card. It's possible, but... Possible. You know, uh, they are two, they've played two more games than the... Four teams in front yeah, of them. So I don't know why, but my Instagram has so many news on the Montreal Canadiens, and for some reason I get caught up on them. Yeah, I know for sure that they called down one of their best player, like the very promising players, Jesper Katka Nemi. Um, he was he had a bit of an injury down in Janu- back in January, and then they called him down to the Laval Laval Rocket. So yeah, he's one of their promising players on that team. Um, you might see him a lot during the twenty. 2020-21 season. Maybe we could see more of them during the end of the... Uh, yeah, maybe. Going and, into the playoffs. And then Ila uh, Kovalchuk, I always screw up his first name, um, has played 13 games for Montreal, five goals, five assists for 10 points. And 17 that's games. Good. Yeah, and 17 that's, games for LA this year. Run. He only had nine points, three goals, six assists. So Yeah. Um, he's out in the trade rumor market, so let, why don't we just... Uh, Move on over to some trade rumors, and uh, we'll go from there. It's you know it's been rumored or it's been thought that if Montreal, being where they are in the standings right now, if they're not going to make it, are they going to make a decision on Kovalchuk, who they just they signed to a great they contract? Just signed. They're yeah. not going to sign him. They're not going to trade him. They they're might. Not do it. They might. I mean, it's an easy contract to move. Seven hundred thousand dollars. It's a two-way contract, so it's a seventy thousand in the AHL. I mean, if you can get something for him, why not? I personally don't want the Bruins to do it because if you were going to sign him or take a look at him, you should have done it already. Yeah. When it was just going to cost you that. Now it could cost you a prospect or a player off your roster or yeah, I, I a draft pick. It. I would not go with that. I'd trade for somebody else. Um, I think that somebody else might be uh, Tyler Toffoli from the Los Angeles Canes. Tyler Toffoli, 27-year-old, unrestricted, unrestricted free agent, has been in the Boston rumor market for a while now. Um, he's a good winger. I don't know his stats. I'm trying to pull them up right now. I think he has around 30 points this season. Uh, a couple of goals, a couple of assists. Pretty good season for him. Okay. But he could be. he's going to be a free agent going into the uh, 2021 season, so... Yeah, with uh, with L.A. not doing very well. Yeah, he's got 30 points, like you said. 
Yeah, I mean, he might be a good fit on the wing. He is a right winger, six feet, 197 pounds. Like I said, 27 yeah, you know, years old. I think old. him and to see him and I think him and Coyle could be a very good lineup together for yeah. a right winger. Yeah, I mean, he could be good uh, on Krejci's right, and then yeah, you can always too. you could always drop him down for the that coil aspect if it's not working out up there. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're doing that, then you're just doing the same thing you've been doing for a while now. Yeah, you know, we need, we need secondary scoring to catch up to the perfection line. But, uh, uh, stop calling. NBC, please <laughs> stop calling it the perfection line. I know. I, I don't know why they call At them that. At this just, point, you're the only people calling it the perfection line. I hate it. it, it it's making me call them that. <laughs> I mean, it's just. Well, you're just a sucker to the, the mass media. That's all. Well, you sorry, you. <laughs> um, um, anyway, a, another trade rumor that has been linked to Boston is um, San Jose's defense uh, defenseman Brendan Dillon, left shot defenseman. He's an unrestricted free agent this year. At the end of the year, he's six four, two twenty five, twenty nine years old. He's got thirteen points in fifty four games, and he's been playing alongside Brett Burns. You yeah. know, easy question to ask is. Is he doing well because he's with Brett Burns, or is he doing well because he's that good? Um, I saw a few highlights in the game last night of him. He looks like a fairly solid defenseman. I really haven't watched him too much, obviously, him being out in San Jose. Uh, The question I would have if you're going to trade for another defenseman is, where are you going to put him? Probably put him with uh, Tri McAvoy. I mean, those two players could work out well together. So what are you going to do with Chara? Have him retire. <laughs> <laughs> Mid-season? That's well, cold. That's cold, man. That's cold. We, we need some Paul or Abdul cold-hearted snake right well, now. Well, I didn't Come think on, about man. it. I, I think after the season, we could probably try. Like, we got to like, think of something like after the season. What's Char gonna do like after like uh, this season ends? Is he gonna retire? I think he will. I think this is like the end for Chara. Yeah, we've discussed that a couple of times. This might be his his final season. Who yeah, knows? I, I he, say, he might I try another we, year. Um, he's he's a UFA. You know, they've been signing him. They signed him last year to a one year extension. Do they do the same again? Do you want them to do the same again? I mean. You can definitely see it. I mean, you know he's the leader on that team. Yeah. Um, after McAvoy scored the goal, he waited on the ice in Chicago for McAvoy to do the post-game interview just to say, you know, personal, you know, great job kind of thing for him. You know, yeah. just a total class act. Total, yeah, absolutely. You know, you want him to retire right now. That's kind of a jerk move. Well, I, lo- I love Char. He's an amazing player, but I think his time is up. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I agree with you on that. Um, yeah. So, again... What are you gonna give up for Dylan? What are you gonna? Where are you gonna fit him? I don't know. I don't know. Probably. Just, well, I know for Toffoli we can give up some draft picks. That's probably the best move for Toffoli. But yeah, that's for Dylan. But, but what I draft picks are you gonna give up? Probably a second round draft pick. Second. Mm, okay. I think I. Uh, we we could try that. I think I could do a second round. I think I, I definitely. Yeah, probably uh, put up Heinen for the, one of those uh, those trades too. Well, yeah. I mean. We've talked that we think that might be your best trade piece, but you know you have guys like uh, Vakanine and Lozon, Sineshin. 
Bjork. You know, DeBrus comes up a lot. I have said no. firmly, I don't want to get I don't want rid of him. But him. those are all those are all the guys that come up in uh, in the trade rumors and what you're gonna need for them. So, um, and then the next guy who I I would rather try and go after him in the free agent market than trade for him as a rental is Chris Kreider out of out of New York Rangers. Yeah. Um, 51 games, 19 goals, 18 assists for 37 points. He is 6'3", 217, 28 years old. But again, UFA, it's going to cost you a first-round pick, a player off your roster, and a prospect. Yeah, Don't try and get him. I don't think it's going to be worth it. He could be like Rick Nash and David Backus. I, I would not give him up. Well, he's not that old. He's only 28. Well, still. <laughs> you know? Um, but no, I, I get what you're saying. The, the Nash trade is a perfect example of why you don't want to do something like that. Sweeney tried like hell that next year to get back into the first round. So he's going to be, it's going to have to be a serious, serious player that he trades a first round pick for and he's not signed. So if you can get him signed before, all right, I'll listen. You know, if you can extend his contract before you make the trade they if the rangers give you permission to talk to him and i believe the gm over there is jeff gordon who used to work with in boston uh work with sweeney when sweeney was in the developmental part of the team so you never know they've worked together they've made trades together before but i just i think the rangers fans would be pretty pissed if you you don't get those three items yeah and rightfully so uh, the last person I heard of who could be viable is um, a viable trade option is Kyle Palmieri out of New Jersey, 29 years old, one year left on his contract, so he's got a little term. He has yeah. an eight-team no-trade clause. I think the Devils might want to keep him. I think he could be a team leader for the Devils. They might need a player like him on that team. I mean, if they were to trade him, who's going to be the team leader? Uh, Nico this year? I mean, he's a good one, no lie, but... Yeah, he, no, he's a good young player, but, but Paul Murray's the best like team leader. Yeah, five. He's a smaller guy, five eleven, one eighty five. Um, you know, he's had his issues throughout the year, as everybody does. Yeah. Um, you no, know, he's probably he's probably the, he's he's like for a guy his age, he's a good team leader for them. Not PK Subban or Travis Sajak, although Sajak's a good player, but yeah, uh, yeah, I definitely think Paul Murray's a good voice in that room. But he's of course he's a right wing. He's got uh, 19 goals on the season, 35 points. You know, if you if you can get him for Try. for a Heinen and a third round pick, something like that, might be a might be a good I mean, might be a good get. Um, you know, I'm we'll about to see though. I mean, if has, has Palmieri played well this season, or has he like been kind of on the I mean, downside. He's the, I'm looking up his stats. He's, he's a plus three. Like I said, he's got in 49 games. His line is 19-16 for 35 points. You know, he's played 545 career games and has 328 career points. You know, he, he's no slouch. Yeah, no slouch at all. Um, he plays on the power play for them. He currently has 35 points in yeah. the uh, regular season. So, so, um, all right, let's let's play. Uh, Let's play GM right now. You're you're Don Sweeney, okay? Who do you want for that right? What do you want? What do you want to do for this team, as it stands? Who do you think you might want to get, and who would you give up? I would give up Dan Heinen for Tyler Toffoli. Just straight up. Just straight up, yeah. Uh, maybe some draft picks too, but 
Yeah, what Defoy it, might be worth it. Yeah, again, he he's might, the best bet. He could be worth it. Um, I'm not so sure. I'm in love with that move for uh, for Boston giving up Heinen. I like Heinen. He's got a good contract. It, I, it, I he's fairly gone. cheap. So I kind of want him gone. Yeah, he's he's had some issues over the last couple of weeks. He's been sat. I get it. I understand. Um, out of the people we just talked about, I, I mean, he's the one I would probably go after. I would probably look to more move something more like a couple of draft picks as opposed to a player off the roster. I don't know how that would work for his contract. I think but. overall we have to trade a player. If we want a new player on this team, it has to be one of the players we have right now on the Bruins roster. Yeah. Would and you, I think Heinen's the best bet. And would, I want to be one I'm mad at. Would you move Krug for Dylan? No. I want to keep Krug. He's been playing amazing. He's, he's, the, he's the most points for the Bruins, for the defenseman. Yeah. And he, and he I has. He's like, I think he's top five, too, for points. For the Behind Krejci. Yeah. He's right up there for sure. Um, where is it? There's a defenseman we could trade. Probably Jeremy Lauzon. I mean, I, I'm wondering if he's playing so much lately to kind of showcase him. He's been playing fairly well. He had a couple of hiccups in Chicago. He had a really good goal uh, for his first one. Yeah. So he's, uh, yeah, Krug, 37 points this year. Um, he's going to need a good contract. Is he your own rental this year? Are you not going to be able to sign him next year? I'm not sure. The cap is only going to go up so much. Yeah. Um, he has said something about a hometown discount. I don't know how that's really going to pan out. Um, as far as moves I would make, yeah, I I would probably, if push came to shove, I I would go for Dylan. I would probably say, I would probably try to get rid of uh or move Heinen and maybe a Lozon in that yeah, move because uh, it's gonna it's gonna take you more than that. But I I would want some sort of assurance that he's gonna talk to you in good faith, you know. Yeah. You know, maybe not have to sign him before you pick him up, but you know, what's he looking for for money next year? I would I would want a good view on w- what kind of raise he's looking for. Mm. Um some of the silly names that have been flowed out and I say silly because uh it, this first one is Joe Thornton. Pe- <laughs> people talking, oh, trade Joe Thornton back to Boston." I, I yeah, I, I mean, know. he's going to have a better chance of winning a cup with Boston. But is he really is he really worth it? Is he worth making the trade? I don't think so. You know, uh, if you, I suppose, if you're doing a trade with San Jose and they want, say, um, say they want Krug, and you're gonna make that trade, sure, throw me in Joey Thornton and a third round pick. I don't know if that'll work. I'm not a GM. Not a, not a third round pick. Probably a second round pick. Yeah. Well, I figured because that you're telling them to throw in Thornton. Um, would it be kind of nice? Nostalgic wise, to have Thornton back in the black and gold. No, I mean if <laughs> at, Charles gonna retire at this age, you know, to get him a cup, Ray, a la Ray Bork, I yeah. I could see something like I would love I would love to see something like that for a guy like Joe Thornton as long as he retires immediately after. Yeah. Um, and then the other name that's come up is Dustin Bufflin, who has been suspended by the team this entire season. Uh, something to do with. Off season, he needed a surgery, and he waited until like the last minute. I, I don't know the exact details, but there, Winnipeg and Buffalo are working on a buyout uh, mm. to release him from his contract. Buffalo. We could try him. He's a very physical player. He could be very good for McAvoy. Is yeah. he a right defenseman though? Uh, I'm not sure. 
Let's go. If he's a left defenseman, we should try and get him. Yeah, if he's, he's left, a really yeah. good one. If he could play both, great. Um, again, he's just one of those guys. I don't even know if you're gonna be able to pull him up on the roster right now. He's been suspended all year. Yeah, I know he's one. Of, he's, have you seen his hits? I mean, he was monstrous hits. He was great with Chicago year, years yeah. ago. Helped them win a cup or two. But I don't know. Is he is he worth it at this point? Most likely. I mean, he could just be. He's probably better than Chara. I've always thought Chara is one of the best defensemen. But now that he's at at his age, yeah, Buffalo. Not not not, not now. Buffalo's got the speed. He's got some skill. He can play wing. He can play D. They actually ended up moving him at one point to wing from defenseman. Mm. Um, let's see if we got any notes on him. So Buffalo is six five. 260 pounds, and he's 34 years old, coming off of a surgery, I think, again, shoulder surgery. Hasn't played all year. I mean, you, you'd be signing him off the street. It's not like you, you're going to yeah. have to trade for him if they release him from his contract. But is he worth it? Probably. We should try it. I mean, we got to try something new. Yeah. I mean, you're looking for a right wing, a second-line right wing, or a third-line center. You know, as the team's constituted right now, you got some young guys, some young blood in there. The team's getting a little bit faster. Do you want a 34-year-old who might be slowing down? Again, that's the Joe Thornton. You know, I threw that out there that, yeah, maybe I would take him for to try and get him a cup. But do you really want to slow your team down like that? You're, no. you're looking for speed. The NHL has gone to speed. <clears throat> um, obviously, you want to get a little heavy because it's a long playoff run to the Stanley Cup. And we all saw what St. Louis did last year. They were heavy throughout and which is one of the things that helped them move on so yeah so yeah i mean i think we both agree that heinen is the best trade piece you have as far as off the roster it's not really going to save you much on the cap he's only making i think two and a half yeah what about Parlin lindholm do you think we should trade him i mean he's he's a ufa i believe at the end of the year we only signed him for one year i think one million dollar maybe two million dollar contract um I gave him a D at the halfway point right after Christmas. But he started getting much better. He's getting um, a lot, bit more points. He's currently. getting some. He seems to be getting some more playing time. He seems to be figuring the system out. I. Yeah, he's definitely improved by the time. Why? I it, think he heard what you said about the D. <laughs> he well, got motivated. Considering that very next that very next game, he scored the first goal as ugly as it was, but he did score a goal. Yeah. Um. So, uh, if somebody wants him, or if he needs to be part of a trade piece to get somebody bigger yes other than that i i've kind of liked what i've seen from him over the last couple weeks yeah he's been playing decent i i want i kind of want to see more of him <laughs> yeah I, absolutely i I, mean, like, I know he's fast too i kind of like corrali up on the the wing on that third line with coil yeah, they play good together yeah they definitely have uh i mean if we go back to the um the chicago game hold on i want to pull up the lines from that but, I mean, he got the goal in there. That was just a hard-working goal. Yeah. And he was playing on a line with Coyle and Bjork. You had Kuhlman up with Krejci and DeBrusque. And then you had Bleed, Lindholm, and Wagner down on the fourth line. If you, if Corrali steps it up a little bit and you move him up, and then you got Lindholm, who seems to be doing a little bit better uh, on that fourth line, you know, what are you going to get out of Bleed? And what are you gonna get out of Coolman? Are you two biggest question marks? If you ask me, yeah, I, I like I like Coolman's game. Got some speed, got some size. He's not afraid to go. He, he got in a fight the other day. He's not afraid to throw him down if he has yeah. to. 
you know, maybe maybe you make a minor move. Maybe. You know, maybe you get a another third line wing and then see what you can do with what you have. I don't think that's the move that most Boston fans are looking for. I think yeah. they want to see a splash. I think a lot of us Bruins fans were very disappointed, obviously, with the Game 7 loss. Of course. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, let's look at Heinen's contract. Was he? Oh, he he was a scratch for that game. I can't even look at that contract in this one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he spent a couple games up in, up watching from the ninth floor. You know, every once in a while, that's what you need to get your ass in gear. Yeah. Uh, I like the fact that Cassidy's not afraid to do stuff like that. Yeah, that's good. That's good coaching. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Heinen, $2.8 million he's making right now. So, And I think he's signed for two years. So he's mm. got another year left. So any team would have a little term with him. He he really, for the most part, is solid defensively. If you really go back and look at it, yeah, his but points he's aren't showing it this year. points are not showing it. I and, just don't and he's see been stumbling. It. Yeah, he's not been. Doing, he said he's had a bit of a struggle this season. Yeah, that's all I got for the trade deadline. Just yeah. trade Heinen for Toffoli, a draft pick, and go in there. That's a good trade. All right, I'm David Rodriguez. And I'm Tyler Scales. You're listening to the Boston Bee Party. We just went over some trade rumors. Um, got one more piece of news before this. Oh. What do you think about Alex Ovechkin getting the Rockford chart uh, oh, yeah. how first did, place? How did I almost glaze over that? I, yeah. yeah, I was, I was going to mention that during the part of the news. I didn't, I didn't want to go into the games before this. Yeah, no, no yeah. problem. Um, he, you know, he had a phenomenal week. Last couple of games, phenomenal of, month. Yeah, you know, he's really pushing on. He's two goals away from seven hundred. Um, obviously, he is a, a generational player. Yeah, if you ask me, um, is he gonna? I don't think anybody's gonna catch Gretzky. No, I think he might get the record Richard. Yeah, I mean, Pasternak's been a little cold lately. Yes. Um, yeah, and you know, recently Ovechkin's been getting a. Consecutive hat tricks. He's had, he had, he's just had his twenty seventh hat trick of his career. Wow. Yeah, and he's he's been scoring in almost every single game. Like a couple of them are bad, lazy goaltending. But overall, I mean, Ovechkin, he's had forty. He's about to have seven hundred. Like, how do, what do you think of that? Seven hundred goals. Seven hundred. That's a lot. That that's a know. lot. I don't know what else to say to that. Is that's a lot, <laughs> and that's very impressive. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all time. What's that put him in? What is he, top. Wait, well, how are they, top, top five. 10? He's easily top ten. He's I think top five. But yeah, that's crazy. He just passed Mark Messier for uh, career goals, and he's only like thirty four. Thirty four. Yeah. So I mean, he's probably got a minimum of six years left, bar an injury. I know. That's just crazy. And yeah, Gretzky, eight hundred and ninety. Where is it? Yeah, he's seventh place, I think, or eighth. Stupid iPhone. Eight hundred ninety-four career goals for Gretzky. So yeah, he's about two hundred away. Can he score two hundred goals in the next five or six years? Possible. I mean, he keeps winning the Rockwood Chart Trophy. So he's about. I think he's like nine yeah. or eight. That's just a crazy number. Wow, that's nuts. All right, yeah, Ovechkin, eighth overall, behind Mark Gartner, 708, Phil Esposito, uh, Marcel Dion, I don't know if I said that correct, I apologize, Brett Hull, Yarmir Yager, Gordie Howe, and then, of course, Wayne Gretzky. All great names yeah. right up there, so he, he's up there with the great ones. That you want, There's no wonder they call him the great eight. Yeah. Um, all right, you want to preview some of the games coming up? Let's do up? it. I'm ready. 
All right, Saturday afternoon, 3 o'clock, the Arizona Coyotes come to town. Arizona. I think about it. I got a reschedule my BATV class. <laughs> Just to watch that? Yeah. Nice. You don't have a DVR? Set it and then watch it after. All right, Arizona, first in the wild card out west with 61 points. I'm not so sure I believe in them, but... Oh, well, it's possible they can make it. They make it good for them. They have good players in that team. They have Phil Kessel now. It was kind of a team leader. And Taylor Hall. And Taylor Hall. Um, I, I just don't know if they're going to... They're a young team. If they make it, I don't see them making it out of the first round. Yeah. Um, I think Arizona might win this game against the Bruins. Clayton Keller is a good player they have oh, on yeah. that team. Oh, yeah. That's why I think they're going to win, because I think Arizona could just bring it in and just... And then just kill Bruins and Boston's momentum. I think it's possible. Maybe yeah. a 2-1 to one victory over them. It might be a close game. I might be mad about <laughs> yeah i mean arizona is uh their goal differential is plus five boston is what second in the league with plus 45 so yeah. slight difference there <laughs> yeah it could be a close game i think the bruins can try and pull something off if they continue to bring that physicality and mentality from the past four games they've had they can win this game yeah if absolutely. they don't they're probably gonna lose again i i don't really i don't really believe in arizona but who am I? Again, I'm yeah. just some schmuck. After Arizona, they go to Detroit for the Sunday 12:30 game. I don't like these games. They always seem to start yeah, off. They always I seem to think, start off yeah. in the mud. Like teams like this, they've lost to. They might lose again. I'm gonna be honest. They have not a lot of. They have a lot of. Uh, not a lot of time to really recover from the Arizona game. Not a lot of rest. Right. Like, you know they. Back to back days yet again. Yeah. Three o'clock start, then a twelve thirty start, which That's really pretty ends up being exhausting. closer to quarter That's of one. It's very exhausting. Yeah, I mean, it's just is it really can Boston come out at that twelve thirty game and beat a shit team like the Detroit Red Wings? They are I last mean, in the league with thirty points, I believe. I mean, they've lost to them before. They've lost to so many Teams that are like nowhere near the uh, wild card. So I yeah, and that's what scares me is that. But even though that's happened, they've been playing ever since after the break. They've been playing amazing, so they yeah. can probably pull pull it off. Yeah, I think I think after that loss earlier this year, um, I think Boston's gonna want to come out and play a little of bit course. harder, and not so much, um, you know, yeah, sh- show that these, it was just a yeah. fluke last time. Yeah, one of these two bet-to-bet games, I, I don't see them winning one of them. Yeah, it's only the second time the Red Wings have, and Bruins are going to play it so far. Second out of four. Yeah. You play them this, this upcoming week. You play them next Saturday, the 15th, and then you play them one more time in March. So, um, And then on next Wednesday, Montreal comes to town. This will be the, I believe, third time Boston has played Montreal this year winning two out of those three games, including an 8-1 to ass-kicking on November 26th. Montreal playing much better, has a yeah. lot to play for right now. I would expect A games from both teams on that one. That's gonna be a, yeah. I think that's going to be a close game. Yeah, I think Boston could win this one. I mean, they have a couple of rests from this. They have a, they're going to have a practice during these before these kind of games, but this, this could be a possible win for the Bruins. I think the goaltending will be good in this game, too. Yeah. Um, Corey Price has an okay year for him. 23 yeah. wins, 18 losses, 4 overtime, 273 goals against. 
and a nine twelve save percentage. Yeah, good season. You know, they got a younger guy this uh where Charlie Lindgren is their backup goaltender right now. One one and three, three forty eight, so he's kind of struggling. Not to mention they also have Kovalchuk in that team too. So this is gonna be uh got some new players in that team, maybe they gotta face off. Yeah, I mean it's uh it's gonna be one of those one of those tough weeks, I think. Yeah. You know. Arizona should be a tough game. Again, I don't really believe in them, but it should be a tough game. Detroit, I think, is going to be a tough game just because of it's a back-to-back and the time that it starts. Yeah. Again, for whatever reason, players have a tough time with that early start. It takes them yeah. out of their routine. You know, hockey players, they, they're very routine, and they do their soccer in the hallway a half hour or whatever before the game. Yeah. And, and then, of course, Montreal will always play you tough. I'm sure yeah. they want a little redemption I, you know, Boston beat them three to one December first, so I'm sure they're looking for a, a little bit of redemption to try and even up the series at two apiece. Yeah, I, I agree with you. <laughs> tough week coming up for them. I think they might get one win, possibly two losses. It's kind of tough to decide. I mean, they've, as I said again, they've been playing very well recently. After the break, they want to keep that winning streak alive, so they might have a bit of a uh, momentum going on, um, in their favor. So. Mm. Let's we'll see what happens. I think it might be a tough week. Yeah, I I, again, I think it'll be it'll be a tough week. I agree with you one hundred percent on that one. I mean, they do have a few days off in there because they're not playing. They play Sunday and then Wednesday, and then they don't play again until Saturday. So, yeah, at least they'll get a little bit. They have two days off in between the Detroit Montreal, and then they go. They play Detroit again next Saturday. So, mm. we'll see how that works out. Yep. Um, one thing I did miss, I want to touch base on real quick as far as trades. Toronto made a trade. They traded uh, Trevor Moore, a third-round 2020, and a conditional third-round 21 draft pick for goaltender Jack Campbell and forward Kyle Clifford, and they may still trade for another defenseman. One, you know, is that going to be what really kicks off the trade season right now? I'm not sure. Uh, it's just, but you know, Toronto. Like... I mean, if I was Toronto, I think I said it earlier in the year, I would be trading for defensemen and yeah, defensive. It defensemen. really gives no taste in a dangerous trade or a big one. Yeah. I so mean, they, let's see what happens. Um, was it Morgan Riley is out with a fractured foot? They're kind of waiting to see. It, it happened in January, early January. So they're waiting to see. Do they need to make a move to get somebody back in there? He's, I think, one of their better, their better yeah, players. Yeah, of course. They, they probably might want to keep him. Yeah, no, I don't think they're looking to trade him. They're just looking for him to get back on yeah. the ice. So, All right, you got anything else, boss? Nope, that's about it. All right, I'm David Rodriguez. And I'm Tyler Scales. This has been the Boston Bee Party. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Boston Bee Party 1, and you can find us now in Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you next week. Your left hip and show shot. 
It gets players to straighten up, to get in the shooting lanes. It forces the goaltender to kind of move out to the top of the paint to expect the shot. And then to zip it across. And even though Krug had to dust it off a little bit in order to, in order to settle it down, he still has the time to pick his spot. He went short side high over the glove. DeBrusque swings it middle. Pasternak can't come up with it. Krejci does. Krug over to Bergeron. Closes the shot. Save. Rebound. DeBrusque keeps it alive. Pasternak scores. He's 38. Tying a career high.